The following contains descriptions of physical violence, sexual violence, and graphic descriptions of autopsies. This is episode 34 of TGIC Podcast. I'm Jillian. And I'm Izzy. And today we will be covering a fan-recommended case. A few months ago, a listener reached out to me on Instagram and suggested that we look into the murder of Jacob Wetterling. This listener also had a connection to this case, which we haven't really had before. Oh my god, our first connection. (laughs) And he said that his mom actually was neighbors with Jacob when the crime occurred. So thank you so much for this recommendation. Let's get started. Jacob Irwin Wetterling was born on February 17th of 1978 in Long Prairie, Minnesota. That's a very Irwin? creative name for that a town. What, that's so boring. Long Prairie? Long Prairie. Is there a short prairie? Welcome to Long Prairie, Minnesota. I feel like there should be a short prairie. East yeah. Prairie. Long Prairie, short prairie, wide prairie. <laughs> <laughs> long oh wait there's a long prairie that was not creative <laughs> um he was 11 at the time of his abduction and murder in 1989 he lived in saint joseph minnesota and he lived with his parents patty and jerry brother oh trevor God. two sisters carmen and amy patty and jerry sound so fake like you All know what his, his whole family kind of has fake names like yeah, not like, like fake names but like very simple names yeah I like the name Carmen. I've always really liked that name, actually. I actually really like that name, too. Because, like, Carmen from... Wasn't that girl in Spike? Yeah! Oh, my God, I loved her. She was the best. No, I haven't... Like, I really like unisex names on girls. Mm-hmm. Which kind of defeats the purpose of, of them being unisex, unisex names. names. But, like, I love them. Like, Taylor... Charlie? Yeah, Char... Oh, my God, I love Charlie on a girl. Like, I think that is such Jordan. a great name. Jordan. Don't you like that one, too? I do like Jordan on a girl. I was actually supposed to be Jordan. That's a long, That's a whole other long story, but I was supposed to be named Jordan. <laughs> and so, Jacob really enjoyed spending time with his siblings and his friends and biking around his neighborhood. Okay, so I'm going to get into the timeline a little bit. So, Sunday, October 22nd, 1989, at 9pm, Jacob, his brother Trevor, and a friend of theirs named Aaron went to a Tom Thumb convenience store to rent a movie. Which is like a chain of convenience stores. I thought that was such a yeah, funny name. Yeah, like that though. is a really funny name. Do you remember in Shrek 2 when they all go to that ball and then they, she's like, there's like the announcer lady announcing them on like the red carpet to go in and then she's <laughs> like, and there's Tom Thumb and Thumbelina. Yes. I, I just, that's like, I don't even know who Tom Thumb is. I know he's like some sort of like fictional character, but I don't really know what he is. I kind of want to look it up. Okay, research. I love when we have to Google things in mid-episode. Thumb. TomThumb.com. No. Is that the convenience store? Yes. <laughs> um, Tom Thumb. Wedding? No. Okay. Tom Thumb. Character? The convenience store is like the biggest thing popping up. Greatest showman. There's someone in Tom Thumb. Tom, Tom Thumb. Character from English folklore. He looks like a little hand-sized man. He's little hand man. Yeah, someone's like holding them. In he's their like hand. Thumbelina's like counterpart. Yeah. Okay. So he's Thumbelina's male counterpart. Adventures of Tom Thumb and Thumbelina. Okay, yeah. That's. <laughs> Are they like a couple? I think they're either a couple or siblings. I hate when stories do that and you can't tell. Yeah, you can't it's tell. It's really uncomfortable. <laughs> like the, it's just such a gray area. Like you can't tell. 
So they took their bikes there and on their way home, a man wearing a stocking cap mask, like think like a classic bank robber mask, like it looks like a sock. It's so weird that they called a stocking cap mask because I was picturing like, <laughs> do you, and you know those like old timey, like they look like wizard hats, but like people sleep in them. Yes. That's what I was picturing, but like one that went over your face. So I did Google and I realized <laughs> it was just like a bank robber mask. No, but... I always imagine when I hear stocking cap, like, you know, those things old women wear on their legs, <laughs> like they're kind of sheer and they're tight. Like that's what I imagine. Like pantyhose? Yeah, like pantyhose. Oh my God. So yeah, and he was carrying an unloaded gun to and like stop them, which they didn't know at the time. But yeah, yeah, I don't know why it says unloaded. That's really weird to me because like, a I don't know how police knew that, but like clearly the boys didn't know that because he was just too much of a pussy to actually put guns. But like, how did they know this gun was unloaded? They probably didn't know it until they asked him. He was probably like, oh yeah, I had an unloaded gun. They probably didn't ask. What they like? He threatened them with it. I maybe the police asked him. Okay. Anyways, the man demanded that they throw their bikes in a ditch and lie face down on the ground. And he then, like, asked how old the boys were. So Jacob and Aaron were both 11, and Trevor was 10. So upon sharing their ages, Trevor was told to run away and not look back or else he would be shot. Well, she really couldn't have done if the gun was unloaded. If it was unloaded. And this guy then looked at the remaining boys' faces and chose Jacob to stay. That's so disturbing to me. That's so hor- Like, I- Like, that's horrible. Mm-hmm. And I just, like, uh, I don't know. Like, if he looked a little bit different, he might have not been a victim of this crime. And the man then told Aaron to do the same as Trevor and threatened him with the gun that was unloaded. And Jacob hadn't been seen alive, or has not been seen alive since. And following his abduction, an investigation began, but after a few months it had slowed down because of a lack of leads, and it just ended up going cold. Okay, so then there is kind of a lead that comes up on January 13th of 1990. Nine months after Jacob is abducted, another boy is kidnapped. This boy was 12-year-old Jake, or Jared Sherrill. I don't know how to say like, that. S-C-H-E-I-E-R-L. Sherrill. Yeah, something Cheryl? like that. Yeah, I have no um, idea. So like, he was Cheryl. Cheryl? But I don't think it's Cheryl. What if your name was Cheryl and it was spelled it was spelled it was spelled like that? That would be so weird. Hello, my name is Cheryl. And then you have to spell it out. And that would be so annoying. So he was kidnapped, sexually assaulted, and threatened by a stranger who just encountered him. Mm-hmm. While Jacob was giving his statement, the police connected the two cases because of similar MO and victim type. So once Jared was released from his kidnapper, he was told to run into the woods and not look back or else he would be shot, similar to how Trevor and Aaron were told to, like, go away. Uh-huh. Once Jared was released from his kidnapper, he was told to run into... Oh, I just said that. <laughs> but the incident also occurred 10 miles away from where Jacob was kidnapped. Ooh, so, like, kind of really coincidental, like, super close. Just, like, really close. So yeah. obviously this case, these cases are just starting to get connected because... The M.O. is the same. It's the same victim type because it's, like, the same, like, boy and the same age, you know? Like, mm-hmm. and it's also just super close. Yeah. Okay, so fast forward a bunch of years like to May lot. 2014. So after many years of this case going absolutely nowhere, some new detectives and an internet blogger worked together to reinvestigate the case. That is so cool. That should be, like, a trope for, like, a book. <laughs> Well, it's kind of funny. I don't. It's just an internet blogger, but I assume it like it was one of those things where like some blogger basically brought a lot of attention to this case, uh-huh. and then was like, "Detectives, get back on this!" And so you know they refreshed the team or whatever, and just started relooking into the case. Like kind of like a web sleuth. Yeah. And they started realizing that a series of young boys around Jacob's age had been molested and or kidnapped. 
and specifically in the summer of 1986 and the spring of 1987, five boys reported being attacked and no arrests had ever been made in those cases. And all of those cases were also within a 40 minute radius of where Jacob was kidnapped. Like, again, way too close. Like, for that all to be happening, I don't know. And if this is one person, they're lazy as hell. Yeah. Like, as hell. So, October of 2015, um, a person of interest is declared in the case following the connections to other cases. And this man's name is Danny James Henrik. He was actually questioned and had a DNA sample collected in 1989, but was never charged and he was released. However, in 2015, his DNA matched the DNA found at the scene of Jared Sherrill's kidnapping. So, all of this is just starting to, like, really come together. Yeah, like, it's all starting to connect. And because of the statute of limitations had expired for that case, he could not be charged. And so, for anyone who doesn't know what the statute of limitations is, I know from, you know, my vast experience of watching Law & Order, (laughs) but basically it's, like, based on a certain crime, a statute of limitations is put in place where it gives you, like, a certain number of years since the crime to prosecute someone for it. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I think like, statute of limitations for murder, like, I don't think there is one. Yeah. But, like, for kidnapping, sexual assault, rape, those all have, like, certain statutes of limitations, usually within, spanning from, like, three to ten years. So, like, if it's not hmm. prosecuted within that amount of time, it's, like, you can't be tried for it, which is so dumb that's to me. That's so dumb. Because, like, with the, like, technology and stuff, like, that's how it really comes about. Yeah, and, like, everything has gotten so much more, like, technologically advanced, so, like, cases from so long ago can be solved now because of, like, DNA. Yeah, like, you shouldn't just get off because, like, you know, no time. Like, so, I guess they were really looking to connect him to Jacob Wetterling's case because he could be tried for murder Mm -hmm. if they were to, like, discover his body or something. Yeah, and so, like, the police still wanted to arrest him, and the DNA connection substantiated a warrant So they were able to search his house, and they actually found child pornography, and he was arrested for possession on October 28th of 2015. So on September 1st of 2016, Danny had already accepted a plea bargain and agreed to cooperate with the police for a lesser charge for the child pornography charges, because Mm -hmm. I think he was charged for like 25 counts of possession or something. Oh, Jesus. So like, that's like... A lot of years in jail. Like, like his whole life would be spent there. Yeah, like that... So, yeah, so he led the police as a part of this, like, plea bargain to the burial site of Jacob Wetterling. His clothes and remains were found at a pasture near Painesville, Minnesota. That was about 30 miles away from where Jacob lived and was abducted from. However, it was also very close to where Danny was living at the time, so it's almost strange to me that they, like, it hadn't been connected before. Yeah, like, he's fucking lazy. I'm sorry, but he is. No, like, a lot of stuff in this crime is lazy. He operated in, like, the same area, like, with, like, not even, like, the same, like, you know, like, a lot of people operate in the same area, but it's, like, mm-hmm. you know, within a pretty big space. This guy was, like, within 40 minutes of everything, and, it, like, he also, like, just buried the guy really close to his no, house. No, literally. And he, like, did the same thing for each one, and that's how he was stupid enough to get connected to all of them. Exactly, except for Jacob. That's the thing. Like, yeah. Jacob wasn't quite the same as everyone else. So it almost, like, I... It, It's possible that Jacob was, like, his first victim or one of his first victims because a lot of the times they'll screw up and then they'll figure out what their real M.O. is going to be later on. So a few days later, they had, after discovering the body, they confirmed that Jacob Wetter, it was Jacob Wetterling because, like, of dental records and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it was him. And Danny Heinrich 
pled guilty to some of the child porn charges. Like, I think it was only, like, ended up being one or two counts out of the 25. Are you serious? But in addition to that, he pled guilty to the murder and kidnapping of Jacob Waterling and the kidnapping and assault of Jared Sherrill. Okay. Um, So, but because of the plea bargain, we were actually able to like get a actual solved crime here like a lot of times in solved crimes we won't even have someone who even confessed and if we do it's like he just said he did it like there's no story Mm -hmm. this time we actually get to like kind of fill in the blanks and share with you what actually happened Mm. so he admitted to the kidnapping like the part where he took jacob obviously and yeah said he handcuffed him and put him in his car. He took him to a gravel pit nearby to molest and kill him, which is weird. Like, a a gravel pit? What what is a gravel pit? I don't even know. There's some weird shit going on in Minnesota. gravel in a pit? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, weird spot. So then he buried his body at the same location. He avoided police by actually listening to a police scanner that night. Okay, that's actually... It's really smart. smart, actually, but here, this goes back to a whole nother thing. A few episodes ago, we did the case of Rhonda Hinson, and we mm-hmm. talked about how her father had a police scanner. Yeah. And he was listening in on, because of this, like, bad feeling or whatever, and he was listening in to try to figure out, like, if his daughter was in this, whatever. Super mm-hmm. weird case. Go listen to it if you haven't. But basically, we were really speculating on the whole police scanner thing, because we are like, do you have to have been a police or had been a police to have one of these? Mm-hmm. And I guess you don't, because clearly this guy who liked to, you know, kidnap and molest boys just had one. one. yeah. So I guess you can have one, which kind of seems like... You could probably like, buy one on, like, eBay or something. But, like, something. that seems to defeat the purpose of having, like, secret police... No, literally, like... like stuff. If, like, like, people can listen to it, what's the point? No, literally, because then people can literally just hear whatever you're doing. Yeah, I, I'm very confused by this police scanner thing, but, like, this solves something from a whole, like, a really long time ago, which makes me think, like... The Ron hints thing, we were totally right to be on to the dad in that yeah. one. Um, yeah, but, like, it's kind of funny, the connection. That was, like, episodes ago already. It was. That was, like, a long time ago, I think. Yeah, I don't know. We're still in school. A while Wait. ago. I don't know. How long ago was that, I'm guys? Gonna look. Sorry about this. Uh, that was such a weird case, actually, because I was not planning to get that into it, and then it was pretty interesting, and a lot of you guys actually said you really enjoyed that case. Rhonda, okay, parental premonition, April 22nd. April 22nd. Oh, that was a while ago. That was, like, yeah. months ago at this point. And by the time you guys are listening to this, it will be, like, a lot of months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so he listened on a police scanner for, like, information just kn- to know where to avoid and stuff when they were looking for Jacob, which is super, like, it's very smart for someone who clearly did not know what he was doing his first, like, experience with, you know, kidnapping. Yeah. Because he ended up killing Jacob, which he didn't really do to any of his other victims. Yeah, which you usually see the opposite, right? Like an escalation, not necessarily like... Well, sometimes it kind of depends because this guy, he was really just trying to figure out what his MO was going to be, and I think he killed it as like a cover-up, but then when he figured out, he like knew better on how to cover up without actually killing. Yeah. Like, I don't think he wanted to kill. I think he just wanted to, you know, rape boys, which but, like, is some terrible. fucking horrible. But like, I don't think his intention was to kill. Like, that wasn't what he was like, for lack yeah. of a better word, like craving. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know. Some an ex- escalation can be common, but that's usually with people who are looking to kill. Yeah, like and this murderers. guy was not looking to kill. Yeah. Anyway, a year later, he returns to this burial site and saw that Jacob's jacket had actually gotten above ground. Ugh. So he like decided to just relocate the body so he wouldn't get caught. Which I mean, again, it just this whole thing is so nuts to me. So. 
Fortunately, after he relocated this body or whatever, and all these years passed, the reinvestigation happened. Danny is now serving a 20-year sentence in a federal prison. Only 20 years? Yeah, I thought that was a little strange, too. I think he had already served maybe some of it, and then he got transferred. I don't, I don't really know, but, you know, he'll probably... At least he's got some time. He'll probably die within those 20 years. I mean, th- think about how old Oh, yeah, this is like 1980-something. Yeah, if this happened in the late 80s, and, like, he was probably... I don't really know how old he was, but if he was probably, like, 30-ish, he's got to be pretty old now. Like, in his 60s. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to talk about the legacy a little bit in this case. So, yes, this case was, like, structured differently than normal, because yeah. we're just trying to branch out. We're trying to try different things. And also, it was hard to use suspects and theories for this, because there really wasn't anyone else. The yeah. case went cold so fast, and then all of a sudden it sparked right back up because of this person of interest. Yeah. And so similarly to the Amber Hagerman case, which we also did an episode on, um, this case resulted in a law prompted by Jacob's parents. And his parents formed the Jacob Wetterling Foundation, which advocated for children's safety. And in 1994, the Jacob Wetterling Law was passed, which instituted a state sex offender registry, which is like a big thing now. Yeah, it is. It's a really big deal because there's... I think it started off with state and then went to national, but I'm not quite sure. But it's a lot mm-hmm. easier if you're looking for someone you know is probably in the state. It's a lot easier to see stuff yeah. and just be more aware. And these are, like, public records now. So if you ever feel sus about someone, you could just, like, look them look up. Them up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this was the murder of Jacob Waterling. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at tgic.podcast and check out our blog. But also, in the meantime, go check out our Patreon. This is our official last episode of the summer. We're not sure, quite sure yet if we're going to flip over to an yeah. every other week schedule permanently or if we're going to go back to our weekly. We're just not quite sure about how school is going to go this year. Yeah, especially since we're going to be like juniors and we're going to have a lot more work to do. So, so we'll let you know on that. Yeah. But in the meantime, check out our Patreon. We've had a lot of exciting episodes episodes come out this mm-hmm. summer and we plan to have a lot more exciting ones coming out soon and yeah just if you want to also if you want to reach out and recommend a case just or you like, can just say hi yeah. honestly we actually we get a lot of messages sometimes where people say hi and like how they found our podcast how much they love it or whatever you can even honestly reach out if you hate it too yeah. I'll, I'll fight you guys i don't yeah. care you know just come at us i like the attention um, but yeah, if you want to recommend a case, just like reach out on any of our platforms. We'll get a response back to you as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. And we also have a form that you guys can check out to recommend cases through there. But really, if you don't, if you, so that's really if you want to keep it anonymous. Yeah. But like, if you don't mind, email us, message us on Instagram or TikTok. I, can, and TikTok also, can you message on TikTok? I don't know. I don't think it's very easy. I'm not a TikToker. But I will say, um, we can also, even if you don't want to go through the form, if you, like, DM us or email us, we can still keep it anonymous and just not say your name in the episode. Oh, yeah, of course. That's totally fine. Unless you wanted to, like, for personal reasons, keep you anonymous to us. But whatever. You guys figure it out. But, like, also recommend cases. Reach out and say hey. Um... Comment in there, or like, so what's that thing in Apple Podcasts? Review us in Apple yeah. Podcast. Yeah, so. It really um, helps us out. It does. Just to know what content you guys are liking, and yeah. This was the end of our little summer episode-ness, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I hope I you guess. guys had a good summer. Yeah. Is this the last episode of the summer? This is so weird, because yeah. summer just started like a week ago, and we're recording this. No, we literally recorded like, how many episodes have we done? Like, We've six? We've done a lot, because like, some of them are mini, and some of them are regular. Yeah. I don't know. So this is, I guess, the last official episode of the summer, so we will talk to you guys soon, and yeah. yeah. Bye! Bye.